Hello, everyone. I'm Michael Ritchie, and I'm back with episode six of my Letters from Vincent podcast. This one is from September 22nd, 1916. Dear Mother and Father, Well, you will be wondering why you haven't heard from me before. The fact of the matter is we were just out about a week's quarantine for spinal meningitis. We had several cases and one death this morning. One of the frosts. I think his name is Thomas. He has a brother with us. The poor fellow, he had a hard time of it, and his brother feels pretty bad. Eight of the subalterns left this morning for France to join various battalions over there. Steve went with them, and we felt sort of bad about separating having come this far. Hubert, Romain, and I were in Folkestown all day yesterday getting Steve fixed up, and then we had a little dinner. He, was, he has gone to the 19th. The camp is kind of deserted today. There are only about 250 men left, and they will be likely going to the end of the week in a draft. The 93rd has been made a base or other, or rather reserve battalion, and the officers left are in, on the instructional cadre, but I hope to get out soon. I'm going on my long-promised leave at the end of the month. It is getting very monotonous, this mus- uh, musketry, and I will be glad when it is through. We tramp down to height, down a tremendous hill, and about a distance of five miles every morning, uh, five, but it is getting us into great conditions. I suppose you are all home from Chemong now and getting settled down for the winter. It is pretty cool in the morning here and damp now, so I bought an oil stove so we are fairly comfortable. I haven't as yet received a box you mentioned in your letter, but I suppose it is on its way. Last night there was another air raid and we heard blasts dropping in the flashes so they were not very far distant. We heard nine reports. Read in the paper this morning that they dropped two zeps and bagged a submarine at Hythe, but they were not confirmed. I'm going to cable you tomorrow, so I will not, you so you will not worry until you get this letter. How's everybody at home? I suppose you're all settled down now for the winter. I know it gets pretty damn cold here in the evenings and in the early mornings. It is long since I wrote my letter. I forgot to thank you for the beautiful socks you sent me. They are great in the feet and are knit, so they will last. I'm just writing now to thank Mara Neal for the lovely tie she sent me. Well, expect a letter from you soon. I have been receiving letters from home fairly regularly, and I hope you are receiving mine the same. Well, good night, and I will write soon a real letter with some snaps. There, Here are a few with this letter. I look as if it had a bit worm, most of them. Well, love you, love to all, and hoping you are well. Your loving son, Vincent. Sorry about muddling the end there. It's kind of hard to read. I look as if I had a bit of worm in most of them. Gotcha. Okay, so there's a couple things to go over in this one. So he hadn't written in about nine days or so, which you'll see in future letters. It's not that long of a time between letters. But um, when you're kind of sitting around doing nothing or being quarantined for a week, uh, it probably seems like a long time. So we'll go for that first thing, first paragraph. His he was quarantined for spinal meningitis. I don't believe he ever had it. It's not in his records that he did, but obviously he was quarantined just in case. Um, he does mention that there's one fellow who died. Um, the guy's name was Thomas Frost. Um, looking at his, uh, looking at his file, there's not a whole lot to it, unfortunately. He went over with the 93rd, um, was in Shorncliffe with everyone um, with the spinal meningitis on his thing and has in brackets seriously ill and that's basically it it's uh the next day it says still seriously ill and then a couple days after that on the 21st so a day before this letter was written it said died so 
Um, it's pretty sad. Some of those guys, that's what it went through, especially the privates and um, the lower rankings. But his whole basically thing for the war was he went to Shorncliffe, the kind of the barracks, uh, barracks there with spinal meningitis, was seriously ill, and he died. And that's that's his whole um, his whole thing in the war, basically, which is, is kind of sad. Uh, you can see on the 93rd Battalion nominal roll, it was Thomas and Arthur Frost were the two brothers. Um, looking, just to give you some information on Arthur Frost, there's not a whole lot else that, uh, that he did, unfortunately. A lot of times with the privates, they didn't have a whole lot of uh, information written in their in their files so it does it is neat though on his file it does say arrived in england the ss empress of britain so we know what he arrived with um the rest of the 93rd um with vincent so it's nice to know what what boat they went on um that's important information um and then basically he says he went from the 93rd to the first battalion and uh, in September of 1916, uh, he went overseas with the 1st Battalion. And then it says, and then the next thing it has in his file is that he was killed in action um, in September 16th, 1918. So, again, doesn't talk about him a whole lot, but uh, sad news for the Frost family. He basically, two brothers went over, one died right away, one died two years later in, in combat. So... Um, that happened quite frequently, but I thought I would mention it there. Um, a couple other soldiers that are mentioned in the letter. Um, so he talks about, he sets the names Steve, Hubert, and Romaine. So I was always under the impression that Steve and Romaine were separate, just from this paragraph where they... The sentence, Hubert, Romain, and I were in Folkestone, Folkestone all day yesterday getting Steve fixed up. So, from that sentence, you would think that Romain and Steve were different people. Um, and they might be, but looking into it, Romain is mentioned by Romain quite frequently. He's probably the most mentioned person in the letters. He's be a very good friend of Vincent's. Um, his real full name is Arthur Romaine Stevenson, so that would be possibly where the Steve went from. I've always tried to figure out who Steve was. With a little bit more research, I see at the end of the sentence, he says he has gone to the 19th. So I'm assuming, I'm talking about Steve, who went over with the 19th around this time. And when you're looking at Arthur Romaine Stevenson's file, he went over with the 19th. Um, I, two days after this letter was written so very well could be him it probably is it's just it's a little bit um, confusing when they're in the same letter and he's referred to as Romaine and Steve that's what kind of throws me off um, Arthur Romaine Stevenson's path was 93rd like most of uh, people that Vincent talks about to the 19th and then he went joined the Royal Flying Corps so he actually became a pilot um, and then he had an injury, I believe, that sent him home in a training accident, I believe. Uh, but we'll get more, get to more on that after. Um, the Hubert that he mentions is probably his cousin, John Hubert Eastwood. Um, I talked kind of about him before and his father 
who was John Havelock Eastwood, which is the signing medical officer on most of the 93rd Battalion's soldiers. Um, his path, John Hubert Eastwood's, so Hubert that's mentioned, his path uh, was basically the 93rd to the 39th to the 6th Reserve, and then he went over with the 2nd. So those first steps, again, very similar to a lot of people in the 93rd getting swapped around um, here and there before actually going over to France. Um, to note about John Hubert, he won the Military Cross in November 29th, 1918 um, for conspicuous gallantry and devotion to duty. This officer led his platoon under the most trying condition and intense machine gun fire to the final objective. He captured a machine gun nest of seven guns and per personnel which was holding up his attack and inflicting heavy casualties. His conduct was worthy of the highest praise. Um, so you got that with this? Second Battalion, and that was in the London Gazette on December 2nd, 1918, uh, praising him for his military cross, which would have happened, I believe, in the Amiens um, uh, battle. That was kind of at the, the near the end of the war. Um, the other thing I would like to mention in this um, letter, there's not a whole lot else. They talk about how they go to Hythe a lot, um, mention it twice in the fact that they do their five mile hike there and back every every morning and then they mention it in when they're talking about the air raids so obviously there was a decent amount of german air raids with the zeppelin so i mean anyone knows a little bit about world war one history and and the machinery used by the german zeppelins were huge air balloons basically that could could drop bombs and everything like that so um he then mentions that he read that they got, took two zeps down to two zeppelins down and they captured a submarine just off a of height so those submarines are usually called u-boats in world war one um used a lot in between france like used a lot in germans in between france and england to try to disrupt uh soldiers going over in supply chains supply lines and everything like that um, he does mention for the third letter in a row, the socks and the, uh, tie that were sent to him. He obviously had forgotten that he'd already mentioned them, the letter before, but I thought it was kind of funny how he continues to mention them. Um, and he mentions Chamong again, I guess he just probably seems to be one of the places he misses the most while he is over there. I think that is about all, um... I will put the link to the blog post in the description and thank you for listening and hopefully I'll be back soon. Have a good day. Bye.